0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Again, this is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, and tonight is July 13, and we have a repeat show on Thursday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning on July 18th. and we're in Cancer, the archetype of Cancer, ruled by the moon, and the title tonight will be concerning the Capricorn lunar eclipse and the Cancer Venus star point. The Cancer Venus star point ended in 1961, and on a brief note of that, for curious minds, is a hundred and eight year, hundred and four year cycle, and it's a five pointed uh, uh, points, and it, it's significant. It's one of the measuring tools of cycles, and to remind folks and myself that astrology is the study of cycles. The lunar eclipse is also a systematic cycle that happens annually on a minimum of four times a year and occasionally five and it's when the sun and the moon which every month have a full moon where they're in opposite signs the moon is always in the opposite sign of the sun or the new moon which has no light where the moon is covering up the sun's light and it is that beginning moment for that month in that sign you know, analogies are a wonderful way to understand things. And I was remembering that my mother, who's 91, taught me through analogies. She has her Pluto in Cancer, and she is a Cancer. And often, Cancer, part of it is you know it's emotions, and it tells our stories. But analogies actually tell a lot of philosophies. And I'm starting off with that idea because part of this, lunar nodes is involved with history and the past. Cancer and Capricorn. It's a cycle of 18 months. It repeats every 18 and a half years and it goes exactly to the same spot, I believe, the metonic of 19 years. It's these many, many cycles. On a broader scale, the nodes, which are points in space, unlike the planets and luminaries sun moon but they're significant every planet has them and the moon is because it frequently revolves every month changing going around our earth uh, relates to our emotions and significant and we're in the sign of cancer and we're talking about the moon too so uh, these points the lunar points and when they align up with the uh, new moon, which in the sign of cancer, because the north node is in cancer, then we have an eclipse. That is the short term of it. There's a lot more, and it's a because we have a wide audience. We have people that are wanted, that are avidly listening and interested, which I'm so grateful, and there's people that have been studying at various levels, and so it's just recapping and putting us all on the same page. So this analogy that I wanted to bring up was on a couple of levels. One is, if you think of our... Because to think of cycles, because there's these long measuring points. The Sars cycle that I was mentioning, about to mention, which is a thousand years. And that's another point of depth for the dedicated or enthused astrologer to learn about. or, or And we look at once in a while to get this reference in history. So... If, to think about these large concepts of, of a thousand years versus eight and eighteen and a half years of that's on our repetitive na- nature because we are a spiral remembering you know this solar system is moving northward all the time like the little shells that show this spiral it's a very ancient uh, design. We keep going in a circle but we keep elevating up, moving And so this analogy, is about the climate and our geography. Depending on where it is, we have a different climate, the sun with rain, the temperatures, and, and all these elements. And it's the same. So in other words, that influences us. Similar to these cycles, they're of an influence. We have choices once we become more aware of how to use them. And one other analogy that I was thinking of as I was coming in this evening was of a cave, which is so cancerian, like a womb. And they have the stalagmites and stalagolites, I think. Very similar words. And it's where it's a calcification of the water dripping with the lime, you know, forming. So thoughts in time evolve. And in this archetype, it's of cancer. It's a very it's personal and it's public. Well, that lays a little of the foundation. And tonight, the guest is Liz Machette from Kameno Island. And Liz has been with us several times. If you go into the archives, and now we're with Podcast One. It's really wonderful. It's automatic if you go to Talk Cosmos and just link into past archives. Or if you go to 1150 KKNW, which is the site and the radio, and they have their own site, if you're not lucky, you live in Seattle and just turn on your radio, then uh, Podcast One has a live button to listen to, and you can sign up and get emails. Well, notifications that we're on. So Liz is with us last April in the very beginning, and in last year in in cancer, I think on the the dates I have listed. Um, If you look at Talk Cosmos and look for the event and click it, you'll see all right there. I've got all her dates, and you can check out the other dates. And also one in January for Capricorn. So about Liz, she's an astrologer, an author. She's a counselor, universal counselor, a healer, spiritual healer. She channels and does intuitive tarot oracle card consultations, many, many qualifications of many esoteric. Qualities of Reiki, master, teacher, and ordained minister, a numerologist. In fact, she just wrote, co-authored a book, Gateways to Change 2018 to 2050. So that's very relevant. That's like now, on to the 2050. And the release date is in weeks. It'll be August 1st. And I think Gloria Riley is her co-author with that. And so that's a very it'll be most exciting book I'm looking forward to it. Hi Liz, it's really a pleasure again to talk with you.
1: Well, thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. So Yeah,
0: and our timing was good. I know that in the beginning you've mentioned about this book and now it's happening. It's just like all the other cycles in the and the developments. It's very ex- I'm very excited about it.
1: <laughs> yes, the proof copy arrived yesterday and it To navigating the seas of your life using numerology and astrology. So I'm really looking forward to when it gets published and I can share it with everybody.
0: Yes, so people can go to your site and find Liz, go to Talk Cosmos, and there I keep all the guests and we update their material so that you can get a hold of them. Look at their, you know, there's little hyperlinks. You can check their website out and order this book. Well, tonight we're talking. About the two subjects, one is this coming lunar eclipse, which is the full moon in Capricorn, 24 degrees, and I have the exact, I've got so many charts.
1: Well, and that happens Tuesday, July 16th, so next week it'll happen in just a few days. Yes. And And so that's really exciting.
0: And the time here on the West Coast is at 2.38 p.m. And, of course, the East Coast will be 5.38 p.m. I'm beginning to realize we are East and West Coast. And that will be 24 degrees Capricorn 04. So anything in the cardinal signs, which right where the angles, naturally, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, are
1: affected. Yes, yes. And... Um we're kind of at an unusual time this time because the Sun being in Cancer is opposite Pluto, Saturn in the South Node and Capricorn. So it only happens once a year that the Sun is opposite Pluto. So this is a pretty powerful time, a good time perhaps to review and see what is working in your life and what you want to release or have more clarity about um, you know a time to kind of go within and reflect even so this is really exciting Um, and eclipses shift things and lots of times we get tired around this time or exhausted Um, very common to have earthquakes which we've been having quite a few or volcanoes to erupt even
0: Those can't be understated. It's really true. Sometimes it seems so uh, obvious, but yet it's absolutely paramount. It's really true. When you have the sun in Cancer opposite its own ruler, the moon, and that all the, the planets that are very amazingly, well, in the south node, which is a release factor, That's it's really important. I was reading about lifestyles and habits or thoughts, and yes.
1: Well, in the chart, um, I printed out a chart for this eclipse on Tuesday, and it has Scorpio rising, and that's ruled by Pluto. So Pluto is pretty heavily emphasized in this. So it's like to take things within and, you know, kind of take a look or process. Or even maybe take a time out or allow yourself a nap or some extra rest time.
0: A pause, control. That's right. So you can let that light go in. And that's on the West Coast because I have it too. 04 degrees yes. ca- mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, that's Scorpio. I, which is I didn't
1: run it for the East Coast. So.
0: <laughs> no, no. But we are here and that's where, for those people learning too about astrology, one puts a chart. For where the location is from the astrologer, because that's how you can see through. So that's right. And you know, David Pond, if I can find those, because it says it's repeating exactly what you're saying, but just to kind of bring out what you're saying even more. David Pond is here local and he has reflecting pond, in, which I love, but it's exactly clearing out, letting go, releasing unwanted possessions. Yep, right.
1: And take the time to kind of take a look at things, because perhaps we're hanging on to things, or it could be a belief system, it could be, you know, boxes in our closet, and it's like, well, that's been there for five years, it's like, let's just let it go.
0: Because, yes, the old idea that we can't, to let new things in, you have to give a little space.
1: Mm hmm Exactly.
0: I mean, the spiritual is spiritual, but yet we're living in time and uh, space, and so... Carving out that space allows new ideas, new hopes, new new dreams, new, and I guess, becoming more, yes.
1: Well, and then back to cancer, it's like, does this serve me? You know, if I haven't been around my family, maybe I want to have a picnic with my family or look at my family in a new way, what's nurturing, what's comforting, um, you know, speaking that eclipses. Sometimes it seems like we have a lot of earthquakes around that time. Do I need to make a earthquake um, backpack or a safety kit or, you know, do I need to do some of those things to have safety and security? Uh, I
0: suppose that there is that element because of all the Capricorn, very structured and practical. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Uranus in, um, I mean, you know, these archetypes, and that's how we interpret Is looking at what archetypes are, are evident right now and what language are they telling us. So it could be, you know, it's so interesting because next month, well, Venus is very close. When you talk about family and heart, you know, there's, Venus is right close to the North Node, and with that, so of course, one wants... Like you were saying about the values, you know, what is really close to your past? What's made you? What what do you want to make you?
1: Right, because there could possibly be some updating or new ideas of how nurturing and safety and security and what it means to you.
0: Yes, that's well put. What does it mean to you? That need for balance or coming back to yourself almost like coming home to yourself and figuring out because there is a real juggle between your obligations or your responsibilities and your personal needs it's just evident from now with these nodes in cancer capricorn which is illuminated with this lunar capricorn eclipse eclipse thank you it's it's just paramount the parental elements the the training the past conditioning um, and who are we how are we molding our story our ourselves
1: well and families have changed you know it could be close friends become our family or maybe we don't live by our family and you know we have a girlfriend that seems like a sister or you know other people or groups or clubs or we adopt other people into our family that fulfill that family part and some people have, their parents have maybe passed on and so there's someone else that they feel close to an aunt perhaps or um, a neighbor even so I am the family so- dynamics are really changing
0: beautiful i'm glad you brought that whole subject up we talked about it in that so dynamic and that gets us just to bring a thread into this the Venus star point of cancer because it made me realize noticing the okay the, the star points just to clarify to, again to the audience is a point when the sun and the M- Venus are exactly conjunct at the same degree and it happens every f- four years once uh direct and once uh retrograde so it's really an eight year pattern but but it stays in that certain sign for 104 years and the last time can it was in cancer and it shifts around w- was 1961 and was noticing cuz Ariel Gutman has this wonderful book she's really along with that's really taught the world i think about venus star points and it's called venus star rising and you spell her last name g-u-t-t-m-a-n ariel ariel Goodman. and during the last few years and so for the legacy of this cancer venus star points which are parents well my parents well anyone that was born be- from 1961 back 104 years uh which is a long time, right? That's 1857 or something like that. Uh, it, it, in other words, it it constituted the emphasis of what family is that we think of here in the United States, where a cancer country. But at the very end, and this pr- draws back and to your last statement that family is changing because Iranis planet outside the the limits of of Saturn where we can see that breaks the boundaries that awakens and elevates our vision into this uh, new like like electrical insights with an electrical storm where we see things has been reshifting to bring us back to another form of family and it seems like we're getting that emphasis takes a long time to process that's another part of cancer it you just don't do it overnight everything has its own timing and we do too so what you've said is so paramount you know that something really wonderful to remember because when of course loves their their own family has such meaning to oneself on good or bad or however it's very strong but we can create that we have other people
1: Right, because we can, you know, our friends can become our family or a group that we participate in. Um, a lot of people, oftentimes, will have several dogs instead of having children nowadays. I mean, that's another option, and they become like their children. It's, if, you know, so Seattle's like, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, and Seattle, I think, is like one number one of dogs. And I don't know about cats, but dogs are everywhere. In fact, there there's so many. It's huge markets, you know, babysit them or wash them or all kinds of things. It's uh, definitely to be added, which isn't that great, really, because the dog and the cat have been our domesticated friends for how many? Thousands of years. Sometimes you read way back. So, of course, we, if we start treating them well, I suppose it's just again to realize that they're representing nature, all in nature can be our family.
1: Absolutely. That's wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I didn't bring, but I will bring it up now, that with this Cancer Venus star point I was talking about, that Uranus was, maybe I did bring it up. Yes, I did. But that's so significant because later as Uranus, U-R-A-N-U-S, people say it different ways. Um, but it was there very potent until, I think, 1956. So it went from 48 to 56 to, to be rebellious and change and liberating the status quo.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and women, you know, really thinking about the, the feminine, which Cancer and Venus both represent, in all of us, but in the physical you know, the the female began to get education. You know, the baby boomers, like, around the set. You know, and at that time, of course, to preface, there had been that strong conjunction of Uranus and Pluto that were still a 258-year cycle that we're just now uh, still f- experiencing on different levels.
1: Yes, and, you know, most of the planets are either in Capricorn or Cancer, uh, Mercury's in Leo with Mars, and Uranus is in Taurus. And then we have Jupiter in Sagittarius, so it's like a huge concentration just in two signs that are opposite. So it's kind of like a teeter-totter and to find, you know, somewhat of a a middle ground there.
0: Yeah, polarities. That was a definite subject of well, it's, it's just a factor of every full moon you know, because it, it, by the nature of a full moon, you have one sign opposite the other. But that polarity as an archetype really is so important for us to consider, especially like you say right now because of the intensity of these big planets I and mean, significant planets, powerful. Every planet's powerful, but yet some of them force us on a, a, a collective and, and a deep structural way, and of course Capricorn is that, and with Saturn in its own sign. Actually, we have three sign plant major planets in their own signs, but but that emphasis of polarities we can't overestimate either. That we need to integrate it.
1: Well, kind of, to me, it's like saying we need to kind of rebalance ourselves and our communities you know, all aspects of our lives.
0: I was just thinking about rebalancing. Today, there was quite an event that occurred, and I realized suddenly that in my mind, I think, oh, I'll rebalance, and I'll use the old paradigm. But no, I suddenly realized, Sue, that is so wrong. Rebalance means that you're taking totally unique, new set of, like a scientific, a whole new set of uh, examples and, and re- putting them together in a new format, would you,
1: right? That could be one way to look at it, you know, because to rebalance something that's like sometimes it's to take a time and do I need this or do I, should I let it go or is this even worth it, you know? It's like if you get in an argument with somebody, it's like is anybody going to remember tomorrow? what you were even arguing about, or does it really matter, you know? Sometimes it's just like, let it go. Is this worth working on? But then there can be other things that, yes, yes, it's, it's, I should engage in this. So, say, like stray animals or um, feral cats or working at an animal shelter, well, yes, the animals do need our help. And so, you know, maybe it's time to make time to help uh, a few hours a week or month that could be a readjustment or a rebalance
0: too well it's interesting that rebalance and adjustment which have uh, rebalance sort of sounds like a cardinal thing partly because Mm -hmm. we're talking about libra or you know the all the angles of on the angles and the Mm -hmm. angles i might say to people represent the axis the spine as gemini brett often puts it he's and i mentioned these astrologers wonderful astrologers that people can connect with
1: but well, and it's about taking action and, and yes. those signs are Aries yes. cancer the Libra, and Capricorn so it's like making that action and taking making that change moving forward
0: yes whereas adjustment is all the mutable because energy goes from energy spark initiation to a fixation or concentration to mutable kind of diffusing and then back to the energy going out. So when you, when you say adjustment, I think that's so mutable, which is um, very significant for right now. It's cardinal and mutable actions that are totally necessary for us to take a grip with. Oh, and then we've got the concentrated. And that might be common. And one could say, oh, there's nothing to it. And that's But looking at this energy there are pairs of planets that want to talk to each other. Well, I'm being reminded that we have time for a little break here and we'll come back. This is Talk Cosmos. It's July 13th, repeating on the 18th with Sue Rose Minahan and Liz Machat from Camino Island. And we're talking about the Capricorn lunar eclipse, July 16th, and the Cancer Venus star point. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. This is Sarah Stromley at Brain Body Therapy, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build on the collective experience. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150 KKNW.com on the web. Hello again, Talk Cosmos, Sue Rose Minahan, and Liz Machette, July 13th, repeating July 18th. And we were just mentioning about how the family structure, the whole conception of how we're experiencing it and, and reprocessing it, as that is code words for cancer, is is shifting. And a lot of that is due to DNA and genealogy, finding lost members of family so just as though one can add to their family on their own determination through their you know the liberal emphasis of 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 um iran is this this other part of the lost you know part like what do you do with those members how what it's huge
1: yes and people are finding each other all the time through dna testing and they find cousins and half brothers and sisters that they weren't even aware that they had so that's kind of exciting
0: (laughs) well on the best on the best level it is you hear stories or one knows stories in their own you know circle of of contacts that are very powerfully wonderful and others that are um difficult you know that 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 don't work out best for one or the other because it, the resynthesization it's hard to, like, how do you find cancer is meaningfulness. It's, like, so intimate, personal.
1: Right, and people have a, a choice to decide if they want a bigger family or not. You know, some people are very accepting and want more of a family, and some are just not ready for it right now. So,
0: Yes, yes, or feeling like they should protect what they already have, and that does work. It's, I know for myself, on a, on not such a, a, a critical basis, You know, I have found various cousins, and a part of me would love to connect and find out what they know of the history and blah, 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 but yet I just haven't really pursued it, and then I was thinking about that, too, and I was thinking, well, maybe one of the advantages, knowing about your genealogy, as we find out, is whether this is an advantage or not, we can make our own determination what those people were. And I don't know if that's helpful, but that's on just a personal level whether one wants to think about, like, if they lived in a certain area of the world, you know, what that meant.
1: Right. Well, and then, you know, people are being adopted from other places in the world and coming back, you know, say, to the United States to be raised by a family and, you know, maybe they can find their family later on. There's Lots of possibilities and potentials that maybe they don't want to find them. I mean, it's hard to say.
0: Yes, I was just listening to Barack Obama's um, book. He spoke. He it was one of these audio books. It was, I really enjoyed myself listening to his voice, and it was fascinating. It was extensive, and it, I listened to it over a period of time and traveling in the car. I can just stick it in there, but. It it was an interesting account of his father and finding that heritage and plugging in the pieces, I thought, of um, all the legacies that he has that might be in the long run really so instrumental. I mean, yeah, that it's like who are these people and beginning to understand some of the themes, even if they're disjointed, that kind of follow through. And I think that's what I was personally looking for when I, Kept thinking of cousins or other people is like what themes were important
1: well and the dna has changed the family unit so much especially for people that have been adopted because if a parent never wanted the child even when they got older to contact them the parent had the right and so it kind of took the right away from the child but now it's like um Interesting. In yes. a way, for lack of a better way to say it, it's a free-for-all. But, you know, I think that children should have a right to know who their parent is or parents are. Yes, Liz. But, that,
0: yes, go ahead.
1: But in some situations, that could be difficult. I mean, because there's all kinds of different reasons for um, people to give up a child for adoption, etc. But
0: And often uh, the man doesn't even know. Or the woman doesn't know who and there's certain circumstances I know where the woman didn't know who the father was. So right. as it turns out and that, you know, when you're youthful and the way society goes, that's what happens, but it can be quite a shock. And, and,
1: um, well, cause sometimes people would break up and they'd move away and then they found out later that they, you know, a few weeks later or whatever, that they were pregnant and they just didn't bother to contact who they were with. And, life went on and somebody else raised the child you know and so the father didn't even have any idea.
0: Yeah. So it really gets down to that it is the people that build your life. You know when you think of cancer it is those intimate moments that personalize your life. Maurice Fernandez that really stands out one of the things he says it and maybe other people have too but i, I it registered with me when i was reading something he wrote on one of his books that It personalizes your life because life can be just sort of abstract. You know, you go to a new city, you don't know the territory. It seems kind of like, oh, where am I? But after a while, maybe little landmarks make a difference. And it's with people and events. And they, and there is an idea, I think, with sometimes you can perfect, you know, kind of cherry pick your family. But our families have their teaching ground, it is that parental parent-child relationship and it's a good point the fact that the child has equal rights
1: yeah you know. <laughs> well, it's nice to know that that can happen nowadays because i think sometimes you know that children should be able to know because i mean it can go both ways that you know the, i've seen parents not want to it's like they want to know if their child is okay but if the child is a bad kid they don't really want to know well i think you have to be open to whatever that potential
0: is. It's ownership. Accept it I, yeah, I think there is a real strength in taking ownership. Well, it's not just me. It's Ho'opono. Opono believes that. There's many spiritual belief systems that say taking total ownership. I mean, because who else is going to be able to make any changes? And from that, you can begin to accept the realities and move on through the processing because everything has a process. There's like Kubler Ross, that has the phases of of death. There's phases like Maurice Fernandez writes his Neptune book, and there's phases of Neptune. That innocence in the beginning, and then uh, the unknown of the of the total faith, and then when one gets stung by the bee, going ah, you know, different uh, the fear factors and and the different evolutions. So, exactly,
1: the cycles and phases of life. It's like yeah. We're born and we die and it's like the four seasons of the year it's the cycle of the season so
0: yes it is
1: things spring up in the spring here in the northern hemisphere and then we bear the fruit in the summer and then they, the trees shed the leaves in the fall and then winter things become dormant and the process is basically happening under in the ground of the roots of a plant perhaps or
0: nourishing. Whatever. Yeah, nourishing which is so interesting not on an astrological basis the solstices just to you know remind people it's because we are talking about eclipses it it is the solstices of the light and what's similar it's not quite but the light the accentuation of lots or less and then the equinox you know i was With this topic tonight, which is the lunar Capricorn eclipse and Cancer Venus star point, which ended in 1961, but I happened to listen to a wonderful Ken Burns edition about the national parks and talking about that great essence, which happened really during the the park The National Park Department was actually founded back during the Venus Star Point, which is a 104-year cycle, and that was August 25th, 1916. Now, the first park, Yellowstone, started way back uh, in 18—well, it was officiated in 1872, but I think Lincoln actually authorized it. I was sort of briefly looking at some of these factors, but— you know, the whole idea that, which was brought up, because cancer is also public, right? It's, it's, that's part of its uh, archetype. And that not every country saves land such as the United States has. I mean, we're a big nation, but we have vast national parks. And it's there so that people can really explore... That part of our psyche, you know, we are a cancer nation, as you were reminding me earlier. Now, who am I and your purpose? So, mm
1: -hmm. yeah, because the United States' birthday is in July, so it has the cancer sun. And, you know, we often help other countries and other people, so that nurturing to take care of, um, it's kind of part of our system it's part of the United States DNA so to speak.
0: <laughs> yes. And I noticed that with interestingly, so I I looked up a chart for August twenty fifth, nineteen sixteen, when the US National Park established itself. Woodward Woodward Wilson, the president, signed it. And the nodes are in Capricorn reversed. North node Capricorn, South Node uh Cancer. So that would be the establishment of an institution and in and again, about the the nation, you know, when you think about it, something common to our own family, and the idea that these parks are really to be preserved, and and that. So then, with this particular eclipse, I, I, uh, let's see, no, okay, I did that one too, and it has some significance. Of course, it didn't happen right this moment, but. Generally, well there's a lot of changes in the, in the policies with the government you know ongoing, happen to be right now too, with different cabinet members. And there's some real dis, dis, uh, it's a controversy about how to handle our parks, I think, you know what with the pipeline going through some land from Canada. And, right, right. you know, so I think Ken Burns is, is, is thinking well to, uh, to try to open up awareness of this. So any rate, so what I was looking at too was of the Yellowstone, I'm trying to think there was a nodal return, where in the heck, why can't I, well, maybe that was it right now. Yes, it's pretty close really right now to the nodal, re- uh, nodal reversal. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it at that.
1: And that lots of times brings up a review of things that have happened on at that time previous, so like nine years back, uh, eight and a half, nine years back, and then 19 years. And so you can just keep going back in those increments to kind of look at things. Yes. In, for, in respect to the nodes of the moon. So. Yes. The. It's very interesting to see. And then the United States is coming up for a Pluto return here not too long, and we'll have a big conjunction in January of um, Saturn, Pluto, and um, Jupiter. So um, that's kind of exciting. <laughs> it,
0: well, it, it is eminent, and it is on the minds of about every astrologer. There is. And as you mentioned, I think the because there are natal Capricorn, not natal Capricorn or natal oh, oh.
1: Pluto and Capricorn.
0: Pluto and Capricorn is what twenty? Is that twenty-two degrees? Is what it'll be? I think it'll. But Pluto itself, I think, is twenty-eight degrees.
1: Right. I think we still have a couple more years before the Pluto returns. Yes,
0: it'll be like about twenty, twenty-four, something like that. Twenty, twenty-three, maybe twenty, twenty-three and Pluto is that that power or powerlessness, because what's giving us life and what is dead and needs to be discarded and purged, so when yes. it has to do with our structures it's that we've already built, you know like you see in an earthquake, they just get destroyed it takes a long time to build them back up
1: well when we came the United States, we you know. We were part of England before, and then we decided to be our own nation. So, you know, there was a lot of change happening then, and we're going through a lot of change right now, too. So, you know, just what things work and what's for the best interest of everybody involved. Um, yes. Is per- this even important any longer?
0: Yes. And so, fortunately, it is a long process. I mean, I say long process. We don't see an instant overnight solution or resolution, because these things take a lot of energy to rebuild and to to look at from different angles. And so that's really what this emphasis right now is. You know, I was trying to remember what year this was, but I think I was looking up some, uh, What year? Oh, I know. It was the year that Obama was born. So that was what, 19...
1: He was born in 61.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. 1961. At that time, because I was going back, you know, that's when the Cancer Venus star point ended. Amazingly, the farthing, that's a coin. And it had been used in the UK since the 13th century, and it was ceased, stopped as legal... Tender, as they put it, or exchange—that's incredible, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah. Because cancer is also a lot to do with uh, security. You know, it's emotional. Yes, and,
1: and what makes us feel secure? Because you know, what was made my grandparents feel secure might not make me feel secure. So it, you know, it's probably changed a lot, or even my parents, for that matter. So
0: yeah. So I was thinking that was really. Quite a split of a lot of things that that shifted, that are still shifting, you know, the money. When you think about it, with that Cancer Venus star point, it really got my mind thinking that if it's, because right now still with, there's talk about well, what about our banking and what about Bitcoin and all these <laughs> technological, <laughs> maybe we should just go back to collecting shells, I
1: think. Well, and there'll probably be something new that comes up that becomes valuable or we look at more closely. And it could be the idea, and it doesn't mean that it happens tomorrow. But, you know, there could be some new system of our finances or a value system.
0: Well, that's some... Mars right now, Mars and, like you had brought up earlier, Mars and uh, Mercury. Mars for our... Initiation and Mercury for our mental Hermes Mm -hmm. are together, and Uranus, the the breakup system, is saying shake it up. So yes, that could well be. You know, during that 1961, there was also so many electronic because Uranus is electric. There was, uh, which has to do with our lifestyle. I was thinking of the personal with Cancer. Like electric toothbrush, you know how we brush our teeth, and of course, teeth are a part of Saturn, so it's all part of that that axis.
1: Right, because I think Uranus helps scientists or inventors, people with bright minds, to come up with ideas to create and invent new technology, new items, new a newness of things. So, and you know, some of it good because but then you know some people can use things for not the best intention which is sad but it happens
0: well it's a i guess that's what our experience here in life is and why we do astrology to try to find these energies out and how to learn for our alignment because there's there's positive and there's shadow sides you know anything that Everything needs a check and balance system, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm really. Now, in this, going back to our chart, I don't know what our timing is, but I think we're somewhat going towards the end of our program. Uh, Looking at this Capricorn full moon on July 16th, and that's 24 degrees, Capricorn 04 for those people that have just come in. And in Seattle, on the West Coast, it's 2.39, 2.38 p.m. And on the West Coast, it'd be 5, East Coast, it'd be 5.38 p.m. But there's a yod, too. Like You were, you were mentioning a, a lot of these energies, because there's there's tensions. There's tensions between the philosophy of Jupiter in its own sign of Sag, of belief structures, uh, to Neptune in its own sign of Pisces, of the universe where nature rules and we don't have much to do with it. We have to go along with the program. So those two are intention. Like, what are we doing? Right, directly to our thinking patterns of Mercury.
1: Is that right? No. Yes. Well, and we yeah. have several planets retrograde right now. We have Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Ooh. Pluto, and Neptune are retrograde. So... Sometimes trying to move projects or things in a forward motion um, can be a little bit more difficult, but that doesn't mean that they won't move forward. But
0: takes more it's, work.
1: With well, like kind of a time to like smooth the edges off of things, you know, f- fine tune, um, you know, do do those finishing touches.
0: You know, Are really,
1: or right? retrograde.
0: And don't get discouraged. Keep looking because. Life will keep throwing up other uh, issues that one didn't notice or suddenly giving you insights or help in a direction that didn't seem like help. I have a great example, but I might mention it. But I wanted to bring up the word yod because I know I throw out some astrological terms. Yod, you know, it goes way back. It goes back to biblical times. It's actually a letter. But... In fact, with Dana Bernbach in uh, September, I think in September seventh, we're going to be talking about Yod as a, as the letter for Virgo, but here it, uh, in in astrology, it's the uh, where there's energy that doesn't match, easily mix. Not quite like oil and vinegar. I think you have to find your salad dressing. That's what I've always <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you want a lot of spice or you just want oil and vinegar or mustard? You know, what are you adding to it? Because, uh, so that's why, you know, our philosophy of quickly to say for Jupiter or expansion or cultures, other cultures, so many things, and Neptune of nature and many other things are at, like how do we mentally get that together that's the yod it's
1: um well it's putting energy and it wants to focus refocus the energy
0: so it is a matter of looking at i think that polarity too that i mean because our mentals are being squared by uh you know we have actions i mean that's triggering our actions and it's um for our for our own manifestation from our identity and you know it's in Leo.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. But then it is really about the values, you know, Taurus, I mean Uranus and Taurus and land and earth gets back to this whole thing, whether it's the parks or anything else. Next week, I just have to make a little announcement. We have a few minutes left. Catherine Metcalf from Illinois will be speaking. And we'll be talking again about generally this theme of the nodes and historical references. So we'll go further into it. It seems like it's such a pivotal time, you know, that many of the talks here have been centering about this eclipse season that we're in. Because we can talk about it in many angles. You know, we're it's, Pick up a little bit of insights in different ways. And this is Talk Cosmos. It is July 13th, repeating on the 18th. And I'm speaking with Liz Michette. So you can go to Talk Cosmos and find out about her and her wonderful new book. That is, what is the name of your book again, Liz, before we...
1: Gateways to Change, 2018 and Beyond, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life Using Numerology and Astrology.
0: Oh, good. So you can go to Liz Machette or go to Talk Cosmos and look up on the guest and, and check that out. It'll be exciting. So as we have a few minutes here to conclude about thoughts on the, yes, we were talking about our, oh, that's right, about the parks and our public arenas and what is our values of things, our institutions.
1: Well, and it's like, you know, to take a look at our value system, shake us up a little bit. (laughs) and. Clean out. It feels like a cleaning out time. Um, I know I have, you know, a couple of closets to clean out myself, so I'll be working on that in the next few days. And and then also, re, you know, kind of doing a final edit on the book um, with a proof copy so that we can get it launched and out to the public. And so it's kind of exciting.
0: Well, that is very much so yes uh, perhaps I think juggling and realizing that there's a natural timing for things that 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 um, it helps that well what am I well I will say last night my husband was um, on a trip and somehow he uh, somebody one of the porters at the airport, wanted to take his bag. And so he, the, the ticket counter was delayed. And so in, in that sense, they took it. And it turned out that it had an old bag tag on it. So as it turns out, it didn't go anywhere. But, and I searched and searched and searched all night long, trying to find out about this and talking to, you know, late at night, all kinds of different departments. And finally, the baggage department for that airlines was very helpful and said, yes, there was one bag left. But we didn't know because it hadn't been tagged where it was. Well, today, just as I was about to... Oh, perfect timing, I'll just put it that way. The airlines called up where it was at. And so anyway, so he's happy he's arriving back home with his bag and it... But it somehow it was though, so, why was all this happening? And I was thinking to myself about taking in the energies from the unknown and somehow... Uh, smiling with it rather than and i think that's for me like you were talking about letting go of habits it's like trying to not make life such a crisis it's like okay these things happen and 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 trying to like right now the sun is shining and when we have one minute well liz this has been wonderful as always uh thank you so much this is with liz michette talk cosmos Liz, do you have, like, something in 10 seconds you want to say?
1: (laughs) Well, I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show again. This has been fun, and I look forward to doing it again in the future.
0: Yes, and looking at your new book. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) all these products that are happening. Okay, well, I think I have to go, and that was the book. Yell it out once, and we'll sign off.
1: Gateways to Change, 2018 and Beyond.
0: 2020, I thought. Yes, okay.